0: Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from
1: Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the adorable science showing that dogs really do get jealous and how physical activity affects you differently at work than it does when you're at play. We'll also answer a listener question about why only certain parts of our body get pruny in water. Let's satisfy some
0: curiosity. Dog owners have long said that their pooch pals get pouty. If they show affection to another dog, well, now scientists have confirmed that they're right. And you won't believe how jealous dogs can get. Researchers at the University of Auckland recruited 18 human canine pairs to put their bond to the test. The dog owners sat in a room next to either a realistic looking stuffed dog or a fleece covered cylinder. The dog owners wore blacked out goggles and noise canceling headphones so they wouldn't know which object they were interacting with. Their canine companions were leashed to a door frame across the room. To measure how hard the dogs pulled in their attempts to reach their owner, the researchers attached a force gauge to the dog's leash. In the first experiment, scientists had the humans pet and praise the fleece covered cylinder in full view of the dog. And in the second experiment, researchers showed the dog, their owner, sitting next to the realistic-looking dog. Then they slid a barrier in front of the owners, so the dogs couldn't even see what was happening. And then they had the owners pet and praise the object next to them. Unbeknownst to the dog owners, they were actually petting a fleece-covered shelf that was to make sure the objects felt the same in both conditions. The team ran the experiment one more time with the stuffed dog in plain view of the real dogs to confirm that they weren't just curious about what was behind that barrier. After the test, almost all the dogs sniffed the stuffed animal, which suggests that they thought that the stuffed animal was real. When the researchers analyzed the data, they found that the dogs pulled at their leashes twice as hard when their owner petted the fake dog as they did with the fleece-covered cylinder. And that suggests that dogs experience jealousy a lot like we humans do. And that is a big deal because jealousy requires self-awareness. Think about it. Little kids get jealous when they realize their sibling is getting more of mom's attention than they are. We weren't sure dogs had the capacity for comparison. But here, their jealous behavior only emerged when their owner engaged with the stuffed dog, not the obviously fake object. And they didn't react to just seeing the fake dog in the room. It was specifically in response to their owner interacting with it. As for the test with the barrier, where the real dog couldn't even see their rival being fussed over, that showed that they got jealous simply from imagining the situation. The dogs got jealous even when they couldn't see the dog their owner was petting. So, our canine companion's emotional inner lives are more complex than we thought. Just remember that the next time you stop to pet a rival pooch.
1: The World Health Organization says adults should get at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity every week. So if you have a job that requires physical activity, you're killing two birds with one stone, right? Well, not quite. New research suggests that while physical activity for leisure is good for your health, Physical activity on the job is not, and it might be up to employers to bridge that gap. That news comes from a study of more than 100,000 Danish men and women who engaged in varying levels of physical activity. Researchers gathered lots of information about the participants and then followed them over 10 years to see who died and how many people suffered a stroke, heart attack, or other heart disease. It turned out that people who had moderate, high, or very high levels of leisure time physical activity reduced their risk of death by up to 41%. Those same people also reduced their risk of heart problems by up to 25%. But the same was not true for people who got their physical activity through work. Compared to sedentary desk jobs, high and very high physical activity at work was associated with an up to 27% increased risk of death. High physical activity at work was also associated with a jump in heart issues. In the past, it's been hard to pin down a clear association between physical activity at work and increased mortality, since the risks could also be due to low socioeconomic status or unhealthy habits. But in this study, researchers corrected for a list of 20 potential health, lifestyle, and socioeconomic factors. The findings held firm. This is a problem for a few reasons, not least of which is that work is the main place where adults get their physical activity. And most physical activity guidelines don't differentiate between activity at work and leisure activity. So lots of adults might think that their active job is good for their health. And in fact, the opposite might be true. This study didn't look into why physical activity on the job might be associated with higher risk of mortality, But the researchers think it's possible that the kind of activity we do for fun might have a different impact on our heart rate and blood pressure than strenuous labor. They hope more studies will show employers how they can make a healthier work environment, possibly including more breaks and varied activities. Hopefully, they can make the workplace healthier for everyone. We got a listener question from Ethan in Ithaca, New York, who writes... Our fingers and skin get pruny if we spend too much time in the water, but what's so different about the skin inside our cheeks and mouth that they can spend all day, every day immersed in spit and not get pruny? Tricky question, Ethan. I like it. I'm going to quibble with you on one point, though. While your fingers and toes definitely get pruny in the pool or the bathtub, the rest of your skin doesn't. I mean, nobody at a pool party ever complains about a wrinkly belly button, right? And that's the key to your answer. Your hands and feet are the only things to prune in water, and they don't do it because they're waterlogged. They do it because of your autonomic nervous system. Scientists have actually known since the 1930s that this underwater wrinkling is controlled by the autonomic nervous system. That is, it's involuntary, caused by blood vessels beneath the skin constricting. It doesn't even happen to people who have nerve damage in their fingers. Still, they didn't know why it happens until about 10 years ago, when evolutionary neurobiologist Mark Cengizzi and his team realized that the channels that form in pruny fingers look a little bit like rain treads on tires. And maybe, just like rain treads, they improve grip in wet conditions. So in 2013, they put this hypothesis to the test. The researchers gathered a bunch of volunteers and had half of them soak their fingers in water. Next, they had everyone attempt to pick up both wet and dry marbles. They found that pruny fingers were better at picking up wet objects, but not at picking up dry ones. And that is why your hands and feet prune in water, but the rest of your skin doesn't, including the moist skin in your mouth and mucous membranes your nervous system knows to prune where it counts and not where it doesn't. Thanks for your question, Ethan. If you have a question, send us an email or a voice recording to curiosity at discovery.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. Ashley, I got to know. What are we talking about next weekend? Curiosity Daily. Well, next week, you will learn about why swimming really does make you hungrier than other forms of exercise, the strange natural relationship between the Sahara Desert and the Amazon rainforest, how researchers built the first entanglement-based quantum network, an ant that literally shrinks its own brain to try to become the queen, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today, starting with the fact that dogs get jealous when their owners pet another dog, even when they can't see that other dog. Be thoughtful of your pup's feelings before you go around petting pooches all willy-nilly. We also learned that physical activity at work
0: is not the same as physical activity in your leisure time. It's important for employers to build in breaks into their employees' days and more varied activities, but also for us to not think of work activity and leisure activity in the same way.
1: Yeah, I I waited tables for a long time and I remember I would get home after the end of a long shift and... You know, my back would hurt and my feet would hurt and I'd wake up the next day feeling sore, but it was never the same kind of sore as the day after a long run. There's like this very different feeling. And so this kind of doesn't surprise me that much. There's just something different about, about physical activity for work than there is about physical activity when you're actually like trying to exercise. It seems like one of the guidelines that the researchers laid out is trying to find ways to increase your heart rate at work to a higher level and then take a break or sort of like along the lines of interval training, you know, where you like go really hard and then you, then you back off. But I mean, employers are really going to have to step up to try to design these new ways of working. If this is really going to happen.
0: We also learned that your hands and feet get pruney when they get wet, probably to improve your grip. It's your autonomic nervous system's superpower. The rest of your body doesn't really need to get pruny, so there you go. For me, it's kind of funny to think about getting into a body of water, since all the pools were closed because pandemic stuff. And I'm not getting in Lake Michigan down in Chicago. A lot of times, that's not safe. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, swimming pools, hot tubs, the ocean. I might go to the ocean.
1: There were a couple years there where I was getting really good at lap swimming. And then this whole like past year and a half, I haven't done it at all. And I'm like, am I going to remember how? I think I will. It might be like riding a bike, but maybe it's not. I don't know. We'll have to see. I think you'll be fine. Today's writers were Steffi Drucker and Kelsey Donk. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is also a writer on today's episode. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff.
0: Pet your dog and say, who's a good boy? And then don't pet anyone else's dog or else. Just kidding. Pet whatever you want. And hey, this coming Monday is Memorial Day here in the U.S., so have a safe weekend if you're traveling. As for this podcast, Ashley and I can't stop, won't stop. So join us again Monday, because we'll be here to learn something new in just a few minutes.
1: And until then, stay curious.